Hey everyone, Justin's nephew Jackson wants to tell you where to go if you want to support the show. Yeah. Pay, jury, daily, dot com. Nailed it. Gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome to yet another edition of the Justin Robert Young Podcast. My name is Justin Robert Young. It is September 17th, 2019. I gotta say, end of an era, man. End of an era. I sent out the last packages for stickers or DIAF today. It's a fairly productive day. Got everything out. And that's that. I wanted to give you guys a few thoughts on this kind of experiment of uh, uh, stickers or DIAF. It was an interesting idea. In fact, I believe uh, the first time that I discussed anything about it was with Darren Kitchen. Darren Kitchen, uh, uh, we were talking about the beginning of Hack 5, and he made the point that uh, you know it started out as a sticker shop, just a way that fans could get merch. And he asked about, you know, Night Attack and, and some of the other shows, or I guess, yeah, it was Night Attack at the time. And uh, he's like, oh, you should do a sticker thing. And I'm like, oh, you know, that's, that's interesting. We should. And he is actually the one. Darren Kitchen's the one who came up right then and there with the jury will buy you a drink token. Brilliant. And so I got stickers made and, and I got the tokens made. And, uh, you know, the first thing that you learn when you start a business Oh, my God, is everything expensive? Like, you don't realize how much uh, uh, everything in your life is so much cheaper on the consumer end. <laughs> like, it is just everything costs. Like, that's the one lesson that I would learn for anybody in in life. Like, just understand that it costs so much money to run anything. Like, if somebody's making a lot of money, understand that they have spent just more money than you would want to think about. That's the first thing I learned. Oh, my God. Even for stickers, it's fairly expensive, and you got to lay stuff out. You got to make guesses. Second thing I realized is that, man, there's a lot of moving parts. Even for something as easy as, like, a sticker store, right? Like, I got to... Think about what stickers I want. I got to get those drawings done. I got to get those stickers created. I got to take good pictures of them. I got to write up a good email. I got to send out that email. And then that's that's just to get to the point where we're making money, right? Once we make money, then I actually have to ship everything out. And for one person, that's that's, you know, it's a it's a it's a job. And, you know, just, I'm very much a believer that our, our, our brains are computers, 
and there's only so many cycles we get at any given moment. And, you know, it's one thing to have something in the background, and then there's another thing to just completely eliminate it from your line of thinking. And so I'm very happy with the process of how Stickers or DIAF came together. I'm very happy with what... uh what we did, I'm, I'm, I mean, really, the only thing that I'm thrilled about is how much people dug it and how much you guys responded to the end. Uh, you know, we did basically a Christmas in like two weeks because you guys really responded to this being the end of the era, and I, I just want to thank you guys. That that. Uh, that that really does mean an awful lot, and this is a bittersweet moment that I am experiencing right now. Also, I probably shouldn't have named the site after death or fires. Kind of immediately regretted that one. But that is kind of one of my moves. I like to name things very poorly. I once wanted to name a site Media Bukaki. Because I thought that the term bukkake was going mainstream. History kind of proved me wrong on that one. Hey, speaking of that... Massive semen explosion after Blaze hits Bull Artificial Insemination Facility. Firefighters forced to dodge projectiles. That is the headline from Newsweek's World Department as written by Ewan Palmer. A huge fire at a cattle breeding facility in Australia has caused thousands of dollars in damage after at least 100 cylinders containing bull semen were destroyed. Emergency services were called to the blaze in early hours of Yarram Herd Services in Gippsland, Victoria. According to ABC, it took 10 fire crews more than two hours to fully extinguish the fire after it broke out at 3 a.m. local time. A spokesman for the county fire authority told the Daily Mail Australia that the fire had completely shredded the building. Country Fire Authority Gippsland Commander. Jesus, what the hell kind of title is that? Country Fire Authority Gippsland Commander Chris Lotioncall said the crew had to be wary of projectiles coming at them while they tackled the blaze. The liquid inside the cylinders were rapidly expanding and essentially the lids of the cryogenic cylinders were popping off and projectiles were being thrown from the building. <laughs> they were getting Spider-Man. So firefighters went into defensive mode initially to pr protect themselves because there were also LPG cylinders at the neighborhood property and they did a magnificent job. Anything to do with artificial insemination uh, uh, was strange to Lotion Call, who said that he had Never dealt with anything like this during his career. Don't worry, though. Don't worry. This article is definitely going to treat the rest of this tragedy with the proper gravity and weight. 
Yarum Herd Services Committee Vice Chairman Aaron Thomas said the loss of 100 cryogenic cylinders of cattle semen will be a huge blow for the farmers. The actual cylinders are worth between 500 and 1,000 per unit, but the semen inside them varies in price. He goes on. We're coming into the AI season, so there would have been substantial amounts of semen inside the tanks that we've lost, which was owned by our local farmers. It can range in value from $5 to $95 per straw. So the significant damage that it's going to have a flow-on effect in Yarum especially after the drought that Yarm District has experienced in the last 12 months. Oh, so apparently this is also, this is a tragedy because uh, uh, these farmers needed extra money. There's been some 70-year drought happening in this area that uh, uh, has, has really hurt the farmers. They were counting on that come. And now what? Here they sit, penniless. Without a cylinder to come in or a lab window to throw it out of. You can always email the show jurydaily at gmail.com. Again, jurydaily at gmail.com. One of our faves, Crunchy. She wrote in, I want to preface this by saying that I think most often shitty people are just shitty people. And you're not one of those. However, a thought crossed my mind. Couldn't the same thing said about memoirists be said about podcasters? If they tell stories about their lives that include other people, it could easily make those people feel embarrassed as well. Additionally, the propensity to find the humor in an often dramatized situation uh, situations makes them worth telling online. Food for thought. So, 100%. If we're just dealing with the idea that I would like to live my life that isn't uh, uh, then proffered for public consumption, then... The idea of somebody who talks about their own life in podcast format like I do and a memoirist would be similar. However, I will add one key difference. In this medium, and by that I mean I'm by and large kind of more like a vlogger or uh, uh, somebody who is like sharing a diary and not a memoir and that might seem like a weird distinction but I'll flesh it out in a second I'm the hero of all my stories and the way that I like to tell them I want everybody else to feel separate from me I want people to feel like they can laugh at me when I step on a rake I want everybody to chuckle this is my way of communicating and if, if if there is an art to me talking about myself ad nauseum that would be the art i want to be somebody 
that you can facepalm at, laugh at, uh, uh, because I want to share my embarrassment. I kind of feel like this is the general idea of vlogging or diary content that you want to go back and say, oh my God, look at this really embarrassing thought that I had. Oh my God, I can't believe that I liked this person. Oh my God, I can't believe that I did that super embarrassing thing. Vlogging similar, where you're, you know, you you are more likely, especially with the volume, to have some bad take that you then wind up apologizing for or spinning off of into a new argument. Memoirists, on the other end, are a totally different beast. Mostly, and, and I'm talking about a specific kind of memoirist, so I don't mean to paint it with a broad brush. But by and large, when I think of the lit school memoirist, a few things come up. Number one, they're not necessarily separating themselves from the reader. In fact, it's almost the exact opposite. They want you to inhabit behind their eyes. They want you to see the world the way that they've seen the world. And here's where the issue comes in. Because a memoirist then has to describe in very gritty, specific, and often unflattering details the world they see around them. And that is where you get the disconnect. Because, you know, I can tell a story, and I've told stories, some stories that have pissed people that I know off, that I love off, because it was a personal story and it was an embarrassing story. I do try to hide names for the record. Sometimes I slip up, mostly with my friend Anthony. But by and large, I try to, I, I try to uh, uh, hide names. And the only times that I will get into really specific detail on something is, is if it is the absolute point of the story. Memoirists, you know, you go to a, a coffee with your friend. She tells you that she's breaking up with her boyfriend. You leave the coffee shop and you go your separate ways. Then you read the story about her telling you. And first off, you realize that, oh, I apparently I was checking my phone every five seconds and it made her feel bad. Now, she might say in there, oh, well, also, she did have a, a doctor's appointment right afterward. So I, I can understand. But still, I felt like uh, in that moment that she was just like my boyfriend, who was just like my father. You know, or the little things, the little details, the like, like, oh, uh, uh. You know, she sat down at the table, her, her, her green eyes reflecting off her faded pea soup green tattered sweater. Like that, and you're like, and you look at the sweater, you're like, God damn it. I don't know, it looks like a, like a piece of shit sweater, the way that it's written like that. Like, it's just, that's, that's more what I'm talking about when it comes to the difference between a memoirist and a, and a podcaster. Podcasters kind of telling stories. Although, I guess it does kind of get to some of some of what I am doing is gendered because most of the memoirs I don't know I don't have a a ton of male memoirists that I remember or at least the style that I am talking about tends to lend itself more to female writers but that 
We'll wrap it up for today. If you want to write into the show, it is jurydaily at gmail.com. I want to thank our producers, Dustin, Robert H., Brian C., M., Trey the Melodica Man, Adam, Middle Age, Mike, Harry, Lee, Smith. You can get me on Twitter and Instagram at Justin R. Young. And, of course, you can join our Discord, bit.ly slash jurydiscord. I want to thank Matt at Arms, who gave us our story about... The bull semen flying out at all the Aussies. Till tomorrow, draw out Justin Robert Young saying, please, a round of applause to Mr. Wack. But more important, please, go. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>